Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two teas in a pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Two Teas in a Pod and a C. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, you guys. Why are we always like two ships passing in the night? <laughs> like whenever you're in L.A. and you have an event, I'm in Orange County. And whenever I, I, I just and whenever I'm in L.A., you're in Atlanta. We're always missing each other. We're always missing each other. It's crazy. Well, I'm sad to miss your event. How'd it go yesterday? It was incredible. I have not had time to post any photos, but you guys know I'm going to wear you guys out with pictures in probably about two hours. The posting will begin. I felt all the love because to get these amazing boss women to come out to support me from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. is amazing. And then even after six, like people were, people were still in this house. I was like, this is You're crazy. Like- you don't like, have to go home, but you can't stay here. Absolutely. So it was great. It is my, you know, it was my first health and wellness event, you know, relax and rejuvenate. And um, I will be, I will be moving forward and doing more and more. Uh, the big plan is to be on a tropical island doing the event this time next year. But um, I feel very full and I really am sad that you were not able to make it, but you'll be at the next one. I will be at the next one and you've (laughs) got to come to my next one too, because we can learn from each other. Cause as, as we do each one, I realize, okay, these are things I want to change. These are things I want to keep the same. Um, so I think that is key, but I, anytime that you can make other people feel good and also kind of rejuvenate yourself is huge. Yes. 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 You know how it goes. Never sit down. We never stop working. Even when we're sitting down, we're still working somehow. So Everyone really did a great job of actually putting the phones down and just taking a day. Well, I'm also a little bit because I'm at my house in OC and I'm looking at that delicious Seagram's and I am <laughs> furious that this is my only option right here. I don't have one. I haven't gone to the grocery store yet. There's nothing. Listen, you know what? Like I was left because it was a health and wellness event, but the amount of Seagram's escapes that I drank, I don't know how. <laughs> well and healthy I am this morning and I'm still drinking them so <laughs> well, it's a, at that point if you can't beat them join them you, like when you wake up with a hangover you have two options That's have it. like one or two more and then get yourself <laughs> right and then have a good day or you just in hell all day long it was the only thing cold in the refrigerator so I had no choice <laughs> you know what it is what it is um all right well let's get right into the real yes. housewives of Orange County. Um, Okay. So this it's broken down into best moments is how we did our notes this week. Okay. It starts off with Heather and Terry meet with their agents, Josh and Heather Altman. And anyone who has a television knows that these are also the realtors that are on um, million dollar listing. 
million dollar listing million dollar listing um heather dubrow makes a statement that she man and i i do believe in manifesting i mean granted i've been manifesting wanting to be on a morning talk show for like five years and i I hasn't manifested yet it's gonna happen it's gonna (laughs) happen she was able to man. I need Heather to manifest for me because Heather predicted selling her house for 60 million. And she was pointed out only $5 million off. Oh, oh, <laughs> you're fine. I'll take the $5 million off. Give it to me. Um, th- which we found out is that this is the third highest sale in the history of orange County. Um, Unbelievable. if you had all of the money in the world, um, would you spend $55 million on a house? Absolutely not. Yeah, me neither. Absolutely not. I just can't make it make sense. It's like, I can't, I can't figure out why I would buy a Birkin bag. So, you know, damn well, <laughs> I'm not going to spend that much money on a house. Okay. I just can't figure it out. Like I look at those bags, I see everyone rocking them and I'm like, how much is it again? And I'm like, I, I'd like the bag, but I just don't like it that much. All I can I- think about is that <laughs> meme or from uh, that, it's like a show, Girls Trip. What's the show called, guys, where they go, help Run me, I'm poor. <laughs> Run me, which, why did I just watch that last week? Like, whenever Noel and I take a day together, we have to watch Bridesmaids together because it just puts everything into perspective and you just feel better instantly. It's just so funny, but that's all I could think about. I was like, yeah have my sunglasses help me I'm poor. I'm poor like I've never felt more poor after watching that that scene I was like you know what I'm just not doing anything right like well, I'm not close to any of my goals this is horrible well did you notice the one part in the scene where they think they're taking a break so they're all lovey and happy and living their best lives yes and then the realtors leave and then it's just um Heather and her husband yes. and, and they're both like and then they're like all right we're back guys and like and then all of a sudden they're like <laughs> <laughs> yes I was like that is real life granted I know that yeah. happens no matter what whenever yeah. you get a break from filming like you're not allowed to look at your phone when you're filming so it's like you probably have a thousand text messages that have come in during that yes. time, but it was still funny. I was like the editor, like you can even see production running around in the back. They clearly think <laughs> this isn't going to be shown, but they're like, no, no, we're going to do you a little dirty and show that you two have nothing to say to each other. Oh my God. Good old production. <laughs> Good old production. <laughs> um, then we see Emily meets with Gina at the Harley yes. Davidson because Emily is taking a motorcycle class to get her motorcycle license, which I, I was slightly confused by the outfit choice to try on bikes. Oh my God. Okay. I watched <laughs> it last night. What did she have on? Remind me. She had on like a mini skirt or and a like, motorcycle? Oh, to, no. to, to try out like the motorcycle hats or whatever. But in this moment, there's not even a place for them to sit. But you know how it is. Like, there's going to find a, a something unique for you to be doing. And they're doing this. And this is when Gina decides to tell Emily about what Shannon said about CPS and the DUI that was four years ago. But Shannon won't let anyone forget. Every time she brings it, it gets worse and worse. Um, do you think Gina has a point here? I think that shannon was wrong to bring that up period i just think like the point that she was trying to prove on the last episode like just throwing it in it just didn't need to happen because it involves her kids and no matter what you just that's just a slippery slope you just cannot that's just you just don't want to go down that road so i don't think she should have brought it up in the first place 100 percent. i just don't and I also, the not for nothing, which nobody's really discussed, Shannon continues to throw it in Gina's face, this DUI she got. But also, Gina has openly said she doesn't drink anymore. And she mm-hmm. hasn't drank this entire season. So why are we raking her through the coals over something that happened four years ago? And then, she, you know, Emily, who actually completed law school, is like, that's not how it works. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they don't just show up to your house and arrest you. They don't do this. No CPS is coming for one DUI. Absolutely. We talked about that last episode. It's like, that's not the first phone call that's made when something like that happens. There's like, I would think, you know, I've never, you know, had a DUI. Um, but I would imagine there's a lot of phone calls that will happen before, you know, something like that happens. It just, it just felt like a reach. And I just felt like it was unnecessary for Shannon to even throw that into the pot. Yeah, I agree. And I just, yeah. especially when you see how many changes Gina has made in her life, I just yeah. don't know why you keep bringing it up over and over and over again. <laughs> um, but then Shannon tells Tamara that it upsets her, her how she and John don't spend a lot of time together. Granted, after watching John <laughs> scratch Shannon, like she's her his puppy or dog, and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't want. I, I, I don't want that happening to me. <laughs> I, like, yeah, that's the spot. Oh, yeah, get no. I'm gonna chin here. That's yeah, like, <laughs> come on, right here. Like, no, don't touch me. Like, if you want to, like, give me like massage or like a kiss, hold my like, hand. And, you know, my love language is personal touch. So that stuff hits hard for me. Like I need, like if we're in the same room, we need to be connected in some way. A hand needs to be held. You have to have a hand on my shoulder. Like there has my to be. My butt, connected. anything. Yeah. But would you want to be scratched like that? And then also what's your response supposed to be to be scratched like that? Or pet <laughs> or like well, getting the tickles like did she say i have an itch right here can you get it because they didn't show us that if she did the only thing i want you to scratch on me is my back an area that i can't reach okay anything, anything the, else it's like no no the a little place bit more. where the a little bit more <laughs> the place where the tag is on my bra strap that i forgot to pull out maybe there it's <laughs> always oh, it's just right there yes yeah. you can never reach that spot you can never reach this spot. That is the only spot that you can scratch. Everything else, I need some real actual affection from you. Yeah, I, I don't need to be tickled or whatever was happening. But even she's like, okay, I couldn't tell if she was saying, okay, like you're getting it or like, okay, stop. Right. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. But either way, then Tamara asks if he is afraid of getting married. And Shannon says uh, she thinks it's possible. Tamara says that's a huge red flag. Um, do you agree that it's a red flag if a man doesn't want to get married, if they've been married before? I think it's a huge red flag if a man doesn't want to get married and oh, you God. want to marry them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes, I mean, I'm at a point in my life after two marriages, I, it's not a deal breaker for me. I don't have to get married again. But if I wanted to, and this guy was like, absolutely, I don't want to get married. Then, yeah, it is a red flag. But if we both decide, hey, we're living our best lives. We don't have to get married. Then that's no, cool. I also think it's different if when you start in a relationship with somebody, they say to you, hey, you know what? I am totally open to, like, move in together, live together. Like, my, not just you, just giving you the ground rules. But I have no, like, I had a brutal divorce. And I never want to get married again. Like Absolutely. setting that out at the beginning so that you don't go down this long road of disappointment, I think is also very different. One hundred percent. And I'm a mover in her. Like I don't mind. I will move in with the best of them. I will move people in. I'll move in. I will do all of that because I think, to be honest, you need to live with people before you marry them in the first place. Yeah, because you don't really saying. know who they are. But, you know, Shannon called John at like 6 a.m. and was like, get over here. Pretend to brush your teeth. We need to make it look like you slept over. I'm so confused by this relationship and I am rooting for them, but it just feels so hard. I don't know why this relationship feels so hard to me. And I just feel so, I feel like Shannon's just so stressed out and worried whenever it even comes up. It seems so hard. Like everything seems yes. difficult in yes. this relationship. Listen, I love Shannon. I love love. I am rooting for these people. But it just feels hard, this relationship. It feels very stressful and kind of intense for no reason that I can figure out. And uh, I just want them to, if they're going to be together, I just want it to, them to seem happy about it and relaxed about it and, and just love on each other. And I just feel like that I just I haven't seen that on this show I haven't hung out with these people in real life 
maybe they're like all over each other in real life. So I can't say, but from what I've seen, it just feels. And here's the thing. I've hung out with Shannon and she is so much fun. She can be so much fun. She's complimentary. She doesn't always take herself so seriously, but Mm -hmm. watching this show, I don't know that it's limited to just John Jansen. Like if I were a, if I were Tamara, I would also be exhausted. Like being her <laughs> close friend also seems exhausting. It does when you watch the show. It really does. And I don't know. I don't know Shannon personally, and I can't wait to hang out with her. But you're right. Uh, when I watch the show, I'm like, uh, where's Emily? And <laughs> where's uh, Tamara? Yeah, I can't say that Shannon would be my first person to have a, a girl's night out with when I watch the show. But, you know, again, I haven't. I've never hung out with her in real life. Yeah. Um, And then Ryan asked Jen when they are getting married and Jen asked Ryan why he wants to get married. And Ryan says it's because it is you. Jen Mm -hmm. says marriage to Ryan can seem scary because someone came between them. Ryan says no one came between them because they were on a break. Mm -hmm. Jen wants to know that Ryan is completely certain before she brings her kids into another marriage. We all do. Yeah. I, and do you think, but, but yeah, but do you think Jen is contradicting herself here? Like since she previously told the other women they were on a break or what is your thought process on people having sex with other people while on breaks? Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
let's break down this break thing, okay? I'm either in or out. I don't do breaks. I'm not saying that breaks can't work, but I don't understand how do, what what is what is what does a break mean? If you are on a break with someone, if you're on a break, you can do whatever you want to do, no? And then when you guys get back together, when you get, when you come off the break, then it's like back to like if you guys make it past the break, then you then you're back together, but you don't talk about what happened off the break. Like, how does that work? Well, I think this is where because I was saying the same thing. If I'm on a break, if you're on a break, it's it is what it is. But where you can see it's bothering Jen. One, I want to know who initiated the break. That part. That's that part. I need to know. So, Jen, watch this and let us know who initiated the break, because if you initiated the break, and then he wouldn't slept with somebody else on that break. Even if you guys were still texting and in communication, you wanted the break. Yes. If he initiated the break and then went and slept with somebody and then came back to you, that's a red flag for me. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. If I agree. It, I mean, I do know for certain the one thing that Ryan was hoping during this portion of filming was that there was going to be a gust of wind and that that towel would fall off and he'd be able to show his <laughs> penis again. I wanted th- I wanted that to happen as well, actually. Like, uh, that's just been a f- so much talk about this penis. But you know what? I feel bad for him in that moment because I kind of felt like he was being genuine and I felt like he was being sincere. And I love that he's like, you know what? I do believe that, you know, there's your rules and there's there's the things that you think you want from someone. But when you meet, I, I believe, excuse me, I believe that, you know, when you meet someone and you meet the one, like whatever rules you have before, sometimes it's about that person. That person just works for you when you meet your person. And I feel like Jen, Jen is honestly a sweetheart. She may be his person. She just may be his person. So... Uh- I disagree with you. I think that you can be with your person, but if you're not consistently doing work on yourself Mm -hmm. and you are a cheater, you've previously Mm -hmm. always cheated, most likely anytime things come up, Mm -hmm. you will cheat again because that is what you know. So Mm -hmm. unless you've done intense work on yourself, unless you've found, you know, you know, I'm not saying you have to be religious, whether you've worked on your relationship with God or whether you've gone to therapy or whether you've read a million books or you, whatever, if your go-to has always been cheating, even if you're with your person, the second that something goes wrong in your work or Mm -hmm. your life or your Mm -hmm. relationship, Mm-hmm. that's going to give you that immediate high. It's like a, in, a, in a relationship when two people get off, like they have fights and then they have this really great sex. They right. get addicted to that feeling. It's like an addiction. Okay, so I, I get your point. And I by no no means want to vouch for Ryan never cheating again on anyone because yeah. I, don't, I don't know uh with this track record i don't know if i could stand on that for him all i'm saying is regardless of what may happen i felt like at that moment i feel like he feels like this is his girl i feel like he feels like he can he can make it work with this person now what happens after they get married like i cannot stand on like what happens after that but i felt like it was a cute genuine moment but i do like the fact that jen didn't let him gaslight the situation I love the word gaslight. <laughs> Me too. It's my favorite. It's like trigger. Like you just throw it out there. It's like it's the new word. housewives words. It's like uh, as at any time. But I, I do wish in that moment, I would have totally been completely fine with everything Ryan said. But if he just said like, you're right. During our break, I did hook up with other women. And I can imagine how that made you feel. That's something I don't ever want to do again. Right. I think even right. just that, but he was like, we're on a break. What'd you expect from me? Blah, blah, blah. And then, then right. they and we're assuming, her. Teddy, we're assuming that on this break that Jen didn't hook up with anyone because I mean, you know, let, she was on a break as well. Let me be really clear. If Edwin told me tomorrow he wanted to take a break from me <laughs> and he moved out of our house that we're with our kids. I'd be busy. You'd see me swiping on. For, what is it that people go on these days? I'd be oh, on Raya. Raya. I'd be putting myself out I there. You. I could recommend you. I'm already on there. I've like I'm um a fan favorite probably at this point. <laughs> I whenever 
soon as I'm back on the market again, I'm back on Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Christian I Eagle. mean, like, I don't know about Christian Eagle. <laughs> Christian. Well, I mean, at this point, I just thought, for some reason, I thought, you know, some people have a lot of success on Christian Christian Mingle. See, I can't even say it. So, you know, I probably wouldn't do well there. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I feel like I... I my tongue right. <laughs> I mean, if if somebody chooses, like if you're married and you choose to take a break, then I'm I'd be like, yeah, I've been yeah. taking a real break. I'm not a break girl. I'm I'm gonna give you a great break. We're just gonna break up. Okay, <laughs> let me give you a, <laughs> not, a good you break. Don't come home. <laughs> We're done here. That's the break, <laughs> and that's it. And you can be with you can cheat, but you can be with who you don't have to cheat. You can just go live your best life because the go live is, your yeah. I don't know who thought of this thing break. I think it's the most ridiculous thing that any, like for a relationship or anyone that you're trying to build a real relationship with to even be able to incorporate a break. I don't I do, But I also think there's a difference between a break and not being committed at the beginning. Like I can say with 100% certainty, I have had relationships, one including my husband when we first met when we were casually dating. Okay. And I was casually dating other people, and I know yeah. he was too. Yep, that's how it works. Yep. Did we talk about it? No. 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 Did when he asked me my number change from when we first met to when we got committed? Yeah. Yeah. And he had to, some people don't discuss numbers, but I had to say, I there was an additional name. He goes, hold on, I could have sworn it was blank. You know, six months ago, and I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> there was another one you want me to lie <laughs> the truth will set you free honey <laughs> um slightly higher than one may wish but it is what it is okay um then we get to shannon telling heather that her relationships issues are normal and heather says she would never intentionally do something to hurt her heather gets emotional and apologizes shannon says the tears are rehearsed okay if i'm going to I got to ask you a question. So when it comes to crying, I'm one of those people that like, I'm not like a look away to cry and then like take a moment to cry. I'm mm -hmm. one that just tears are falling out. And then I start panicking and I'm mm -hmm. trying to cover the tears. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. <sighs> so I don't know really about, the, I don't know if it was rehearsed, but I don't know that I've really ever been like, <sighs> and then come <laughs> back to the conversation with tears. Like, don't they normally well, just start coming and then you're like, pulling it together you can tell when i'm going to cry because i start tears just start just kind of welling up like in the conversation like i'm not even in cry mode yet but it's just like you know tears are just starting to well up and then like slowly one or two may drop down like i am completely just in my moment of crying if because like the emotions are there this conversation obviously is obviously is not going where i needed to go and I'm hurt or sad about something. So I don't know. I, I just try to, especially if I'm on camera, I just try not to ugly cry if I can be honest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's just like the, you know, small vein part of me because I have to watch the shit back. I'm like, yeah. how was I crying like that? Like there has to be a cuter way to cry. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that when it comes to Heather, Heather's just Heather. And I feel like, She's just a little different from the other ladies, in my opinion. Maybe that is how she does cry and show emotion. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it felt like it was about to be a scene from a movie. So I did see that. Do I think that she thought she created this entire drama? No. I do think she was just gossiping off camera. Whether it was out of concern or not, I do not know. And I think some of the other women may have brought it more to light because it isn't it isn't fair that their relationships are under fire and not everybody else's when clearly one person is drunk calling and sharing all of their dirty laundry absolutely i mean from everything that i've watched on the show i've never seen heather just drag shannon about the situation or yeah. anything close to that but did she throw a sparkler on the fire to just you know maybe ignite the conversation a little bit to have the conversation because in fairness if you're on the show everybody's relationships are fair game to talk yeah. about and i don't think anyone should be exempt even if it's a relationship that they're not happy in. it just or is what it is in the vault 
Oh, in the vault. Uh, yeah, that that damn vault. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go into that Orange County vault, but apparently I did. I, all I want to do is go into the Orange County vault. Like, what's in that vault? Like, there must be so much stuff in that vault because I'm obsessed with it at this point. Let me get the code. I'm going to figure out whose birthday it is with an exclamation point at the end and get get into that vault. But then I don't think I don't think but Teddy, Teddy like to be fair, I don't think Heather should be left holding the bag on this situation because she did, like I said, may have like ignited the situation a little bit. But I don't think she drug her or just made it really a thing. She just opened up the conversation for the other women to kind of chime in. In my right, opinion. but I but that actually can be very bothersome if you are but the person. She per- should own that. She should that- own that part and just say, "Hey, you know what? Look, girl, I know that we've had private conversations. There's so many things that I've never repeated that you've told me. But yeah, in casual conversation with the ladies when I was filming, getting my housewife check, I might have mentioned that. Yeah, hey, you've shared some things with me that didn't seem that positive." That's it. And, and then I'm- even though I'm going to tell you right now that I never talked about it, <laughs> I actually broke it down piece by piece in my confessional. Oh, now in the confessional, that's what she needs to be apologizing for, because that's what she kind of goes in a little bit more is the confessional stuff. But the ladies, I think she's pretty, you know, like I said, yeah, I, I, I think she could have just said, listen, Shannon, it, it, this is all it would have taken. Shannon, you call all of us after you've been drinking and you've had an argument and you yep. tell all of us and off can- or outside of the vault, we were all talking about it out of concern. I never brought it back up because why- now they're breaking the fourth <laughs> wall. I never brought it up while we were filming. Others <laughs> did. But yes, I did talk about it. I may have ignited the conversation, you know, yeah, that's it. but but I was but she could say, but you called all of them, too. Yes, yes. Shannon's not gonna win at the I already already foresee the reunion. <laughs> and Shannon's not gonna win this argument because they all have agreed that Shannon calls them when she's like sleepy or just been having a glass of wine or whatever and talks about this stuff. So she's gonna have to just stop getting Shannon's gonna have to just stop getting pissed off at the girls for talking about her stuff if she's calling them to talk about her stuff. Or she is going to just have to honestly put a lock on her phone and stop calling people. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) To call her phone carrier and just get her phone turned off. Listen, at 10 o'clock every night, (laughs) turn this bitch off. I don't want to be able to make any calls. And no matter how I beg to get it turned on, do not let me turn it on. Because I'm going to call everybody and tell them about my relationships. (laughs) Or as I think it. When they talk about it. Or as Emily said, like, put there needs to be a breathalyzer in here. <laughs> if I blow over this amount, don't let me call anyone. Exactly. You know what? I wish they had that when I was younger because it would have saved me a lot of embarrassment. One hundred percent. Then we get on the way to Taylor's pumpkin carving party. And you know what? I'm just I, it gave me a little jump scare when um, I heard my face, my voice. Hey, Tam, it's Teddy. I was so excited to hear your voice. I was like, oh, my God, Teddy's calling in. Teddy's calling in. I can't wait to unpack this <laughs> But, of course, it's about me stirring the pot on of two course. teas in a pod. The amount of twats listeners that was like, this was a huge win for two teas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you Look, I'm just happy you made it into the scene. I do, in fact think you were stirring the pot a little bit you know what I'm saying just to like you know just put your little two cents in there but it, it but it was it was actually true though and I think like I mean the truth is I don't know if the paparazzi is in Orange County like that I mean I feel like they're not so is it really stirring the pot if uh, I, I want you to think about something if you were a paparazzi would you spend five hundred dollars to get into <laughs> Disneyland to take photos of Heather and Terry DeBrow. Well, first of all, they have to drive out to Orange County first. <laughs> well, no, 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 it's in Disneyland. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, it's in Orange County. Oh, it's actually in this. Okay. All right. Disney oh, is in Orange County. So the paparazzi has to drive out there first of all, which, okay, who feels like doing that? But anyway, and then pay the money to get into Disneyland. To park. Get in. <laughs> parking. I forgot about parking. <laughs> You're not going to get hungry, so they have to have lunch there. You know it's expensive there. That's probably going to be at least 45 bucks to eat, you know, on their break. 
Oh my god! I don't know. So we're, we're talking about a thousand dollars of expenses <laughs> to get some pictures of Heather and Terry Debro from Disney. Because believe me, I checked. Were the Kardashians there? Was anybody else? So that they could make, I don't know, what is it, $150 for those photos? Pick back off the Kardashians that then get get, get, uh, Heather and Terry. Oh, my God. No. The the Kardashians were not there that same day. But what made me tear up laughing was when they showed the Sears catalog side by (laughs) side with the Heather and Terry photo. So shady. (laughs) So shady. And, you know, I have to say, you know, as someone who's been on TV themselves, you know, those popper that was a damn good paparazzi shot. Those paparazzi shots of me, I'm literally like, don't know they're happening. I'm digging in my nose. Yeah, this I'm is like, me. You know, trying to scramble. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't have a glowing, like, uh, <laughs> beautiful. I'm not like, like paparazzi shot. Exactly. Like literally, it was like it was like I felt like I could have modeled them for that shot. It was so amazing and beautiful. Like it yeah. was, I, I don't I don't get those kind of shots. So it, it does seem a little suspicious that it was so good. It was so good. And I mean, here's the thing. But what they didn't really touch on in the episode was there was all these rumors on the reason it even came up is because it was a housewife headline, because there was all these rumors that they were having issues and blah, blah, blah. And then these paparazzi pictures came up. I don't think they're probably having problems. I think something was, you know, in the press. And then they were like, we're going to double down and show that it's not. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what? In three days from now, we're going to triple down and we're going to tell you guys that we just sold our house for you money so <laughs> bam, bam, we right. win again exactly. that being said do i think they were stage paparazzi photos yes but yeah, yeah. of course i was stirring the pot that's what i do but mm-hmm. i i didn't actually know i was stirring the pot at that current time frame right 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 <laughs> and, and to be clear it was a very small pot i mean it like it was not a lot so yeah. I thought it was good. I was just happy to hear your voice. I was like, oh my God, here we go. Teddy is w- in the building. <laughs> Teddy is in the Teddy building. On but the phone. <laughs> through, get, in the middle of getting my hair washed, I was like, oh shoot, I know Tam has this event this afternoon. I got to call her. Wasn't where the car cams until I, I got that little email. Teddy, can we get you to sign off on <laughs> using your I mean, voice if i can think of lily honest i think you should call in every episode i really do <laughs> i love when you check in with tam hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher i'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends in season one we told you about the murder of gail katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend bob At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. 
that personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, then we get to Shannon finds out from Tamara that Jen told Gina about the CPS comments. Shannon says, God, strike me dead. I never said that. Why? Um, I know. After a clip of showing her say it. Listen, I don't care how many times, I don't, I don't care how convinced this woman is that she didn't say something. To preface it with God strike me down, <laughs> that is probably the worst thing you can say as a housewife because you know when you're doing those scenes, those scenes are about three hours. There's usually some kind of cocktail involved and there's a lot of conversation. So you might say some shit you forgot you said. So to say God strike me down, and be and stand on it that hard is probably the unsmartest thing that I do. I mean, I've, I've done some pretty dumb shit. At one point, I remember saying while filming, I have never told a lie. Like, what? What? Like, why would you say something so freaking dumb? That being said, I didn't tell anyone to kill me afterwards if I was lying. No, Teddy, when she said it, like the religious Christian woman part of me honestly was concerned that it was going to suddenly start thundering <laughs> and like <laughs> strike down right then and there because she clearly said it. We have oh. seen it with the proceedings there. And I was like, Lord, please do not actually strike this woman down. And like, she has put at that least on top. Wait until the next episode. <laughs> But then, you know, it's just take her phone. Don't strike her down. Yeah, just oh take her God. phone at 10. <laughs> suck it away. Um, but then there's we're seeing a lot of chatter online because people are saying, um, you know, Tamara, you had heard about it because you were in the car with even if you didn't hear it at that dinner, which I tr- totally believe she couldn't have heard it at the dinner because half the times at those dinners when people are talking and you're talking to somebody else, you ain't paying attention, especially if you've had some beverages, you've moved on from paying attention to the current conversation. Mm, I don't know about that. I, Tamara was sitting right there when she said it. And I find it hard to believe that she did not hear her say that because I remember watching that dinner scene. And that was one of the parts that I that actually stood out to me. I was like, ooh, did she have to go there? Uh, and, you know, Tamara can, you know, Tamara shows up to work, honey. Okay. And but she can sometimes I do shit. feel, and, and listen, I'm. do I think what happens after she finds out the story is confirmed by Jen in the car ride, that her reaction should have been the same? No. But being as though that I have a lot of conversations with Tamara, there are times, and I love you, Tam. This isn't to shit on you, but sometimes <laughs> Tam ain't listening to a damn word you're saying. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. There That's are times <laughs> well, I will be having conversations with her and I'll be like, and then can you believe, like, wh- what do I do? And she's like, huh? shut that. She's already. She has moved on. She's thought about what she's saying next. She don't give two fucks about the story that I just told. Okay. You know what? Okay. In in fairness, I will say as someone that was on a show like this as well, there is some part after sitting there for three hours of shooting a scene. Sometimes you do just kind of check out, especially if you feel like the meat of the scene has happened. You're like, <laughs> like we're done here already. I'm already checking my emails and thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. You know what and I mean? And we've so talked about this Gina thing a thousand times. 
Like, why are we going here again? Gina's not even here. Like that part I can believe. But then the problem is then she rides in the car with Jen to the pumpkin carving place. So when this is now brought up to the group, now everybody at this point, she could have gone. Listen, that night I didn't remember it happening because I I checked out. But Jen told me on the way here. Mm -hmm. And Shannon, if you did say that you crossed a line. Right. Exactly right. But yep. the problem is, I and you know we all know this. When you have a bestie on the show, yep. gotta sometimes run. you do stupid shit and you protect yep. them, no matter what. And that's why I wish sometimes we could see Tam without Shannon and Shannon yes. without Tam to have that like code. You know, I think Shannon is a little codependent of Tamra at times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then yep. Tamra gets. But right when you think Tamara's riding a hundred percent for Shannon, then she drops another little nugget. She goes, "Well, Shannon, you did say that Gina's boyfriend has a small penis." Okay, so <laughs> okay, going back to what you were saying, super super quick. I think because Shannon and Tamara have just made up. And it's still kind of new. I just feel like Shannon did not make it easy <laughs> for Tamara to come back in her life. Yeah. I just think she just doesn't want to get back on Shannon's bad side. So I just think she's really being very cautious about, she, she doesn't want to piss Shannon off. That's what it yeah. seems like to me. And this, you know, Shannon can be, you know, pissed off easily, especially when it comes to like relationship stuff. So I, did, I think Tamara is playing it safe in this instance. Okay. Now to the penis part. If I did have a penis, big or small, I would not want anyone to go on national TV and share with the world that if my penis was small, that I have a small penis. Correct. That's just I, But what we have to remember is, yes, even though Tamara was having Shannon's back on all the other events that went down. She's now said, you are being a hypocrite, Shannon, because we aren't allowed to talk about you. Yet, you, like, could you imagine if Gina said John Jansen had a small penis? Oh, my God. All hell would have broken loose. Like, I... Oh, my God. That would be... Ooh, the wrath. But then, then, okay, but now we're just even moving on from that entire thing happening for a second. Then they pan to Gina's confessional. She didn't do him any favors in the confessional. She said, it's fine. She said, it's fine. It's like if somebody tells me, like, if I came down and really made an effort in my outfit and Edwin's like, looks cool. Like, See, this no- is when... I don't, I'm not, I don't say that you should lie, but this is when you need to lie for your <laughs> man. Okay. You sit in that confessional and you have a straight face and you say, and own it. My man does not have a small penis. He has a big penis. As a matter of fact, like, or, I'm, like or my man knows how to use his penis. And it's the it. best one I ever saw. You don't even have to lie about size. Cause sometimes I think yeah. it's not, I've been around some ginormous penises Listen, and they and don't know what the hell to do with them. Listen, and they're overrated. Too big is a problem. Like, there is nothing. Like, you do not want a walking UTI to no. come into your life, okay? And you I do don't not. want somebody to hit the back Listen. of my tunnel. It hurts. Oh, thank you. So, first of all, you're right about the size, so we won't even make that a thing. It's all about how you work it, 100%. But she, that was her moment to stand on that for a man because she's got to be with this person. And men, like, they just don't recover from that kind of stuff. Like, they, even if they don't, whatever, any however big however they work it they just need to feel like they are just the best sex of your life and they're just killing it every time they just yeah. need to feel like that if they're your man even if it's not necessarily true you know yeah and so she she could have really give she could have helped out there a little bit yeah um but yeah i mean of course there's moments where people are blindly defending other people um but thankfully for emily she leaves the she finishes off the episode with some comedic relief when she says Shane does not have a sidecar penis. <laughs> and then all I think about is like little Shane and tall Emily. And I'm like, <laughs> even Emily knew I'm going to give this guy some props. 
I love that. And you know what? I believe Emily. I be- you know what? I believe Emily. <laughs> I yeah. do. I do. I do. I think they're they have some fun together. I feel like um, they're great life together. I do. It, 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 in closing for this episode, let's just hope for one thing. Let's say a little prayer for Shannon. I hope God doesn't watch Real Housewives of Orange County because I want God, you to continue please. living. <laughs> do not watch Real Housewives of Orange County, and if you do, God, please skip through all of Shannon's parts because she <laughs> she has. She has called your name into this, dear God. And she did not, she should have not have called your name. So please, I'm begging you to just forgive Shannon and just give her a pass on this one because she not know, she does not know what she says, honey. (laughs) She does (laughs) does not not know. know. She should have added in. She does not know the era of her ways. If I remember saying this, (laughs) I... Have God strike me dead. That one we could maybe live with. No. No. Oh, my goodness. Oh. But I can't. A good good episode. OC is back. I'm excited to see what happens next. They're all getting into the mix now. But now we've got the next party that's coming up that Shannon is not going to be attending of Heather's. And I'm just. Show up to shit or don't be on a show. Now Heather hasn't shown up. Now Shannon hasn't shown up. Like go to the events. Exactly. Or they're going to find someone else who will. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, But I love you as always, Cynthia. So much fun. Um, Maybe next time you're in LA, I will actually be there and we can see one another. If not, I would love that. We got to do a podcast in person together. Have a couple Seagrams and really get crazy. Yeah, let's do it. That's perfect. All right. Talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.